1: to Behind the Braves. I'm Ricky Mast from MLB.com alongside my partner, Greg McMichael, uh, director of Braves Alumni Relations, World Series champ, uh, also added father-in-law to his list of titles this past weekend. So <laughs> yep. congratulations to that. Your daughter Thank got you. married and that was a great weekend, right? It was an awesome weekend. It went by too fast. We had such a great time. Uh, I hated to see it end. Yeah, well, that's it's it's a, a good weekend. So a good weekend for you personally. Then you come back to work uh, here in the office yesterday, and we made some made some some fun big news here at yeah. SunTrust Park yesterday with Brian Snitker, and uh, most of the coaching staff coming back for next year. Snit got a two year deal with a third year option, and uh, we're all pretty excited about that. So we thought, well, who better to have on this week than the man himself, right, Brian that's Snitker? Right. Yeah,
2: a great day for Brace country with uh, Snit staying at the helm and. And uh, he deserves
1: it. He did just a a great job this year, and has done for some time. Absolutely does, and we, yeah, I think one of our main goals with behind the Braves is, as we've said before, we want to highlight Braves personalities and the people that are part of Braves country, and want for you to be able to get to know them a little bit as a fan, and snit I think almost more than anybody else probably that's somebody the fans should know because you talk about somebody that's that's dedicated to not just his life to baseball but he's dedicated his life to the Atlanta Braves in this organization and I think that's why there's this feeling in the building of everybody we're just so first of all listen the the you know the the team on the field and what they did this year that's what matters most obviously and they won a division title this year when nobody expected them to. So that's – obviously we're excited about that. But then on a personal level, to see somebody that's been so dedicated to this organization get rewarded like that, it's – I think you and I were talking about this earlier today before we recorded. You know, in, in any industry, I don't know that we see loyalty on either side of four decades in any industry from, from either employer or employee, but especially in sports, you just don't see that kind of de- that kind of loyalty and dedication. And here's a guy that – is dedicated for decades and is now getting rewarded for it. And I, it's just fantastic day. Yeah, Brian, Brian is one of those guys that's very
2: unique to the organization because he had a minor league career with us. He was a catcher, first baseman. And then he went on to start a 22-year a coaching, you know, slash managing career with us. So he's seen it all from an organizational standpoint. And we could sit here and talk about the people we know from, you know, from coaches and players and front office staff uh, over the years. And so Brian knows this organization intimately, and um, he has paid his dues to be where he is. And you can tell he's very thankful. He is humble and um, couldn't happen
1: to a better person. Absolutely. And I think you all are going to get to – you're going to enjoy hearing from SNIT as we did. So without further ado – Here's Braves manager, Brian Snitker.
2: Well, Snit, great great to have you here with us here. First time in the Alumni Lounge. Um, Welcome to Behind the Braves.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here. Very cool room you got here.
2: Yeah, exciting days, right? Yeah, it is. You got to be feeling great today.
0: I feel really good. Uh, felt really good yesterday. It was um, a, a really nice day for myself, my family, grandkids, kids, everybody. Um, and it, it's really uh, a good feeling to know that um, we're going to get an opportunity to continue what we started here.
1: Well, I know we want to get into the, some of your minor league stories and in in those days, but just after all those years the bus rides, the time away from family, all those years spent in all the towns all over the southeast with the organization I'm just curious when. Acuna catches that ball in left field. You guys clinch the NL East. How how did that feel? I mean, what were the emotions you felt in that moment?
0: Yeah, you know, it, it felt great, and I, I didn't realize um, – I didn't even remember what I did. And I was out watering a tree the other day, and my neighbor, after the game, I'm going in and I see he and his son right above the dugout. And he said, let me show you something. And he had the video of that happening. And it was so cool because um, it was, you know, Ronald catches the ball and I jump up and grab Walt and – um I didn't even really realize what I had done until he showed me the the video that he had on his phone. It was really neat. Um but it was a great feeling. It's um it's a lot of hard work, a lot, you know, a, a lot of grind I keep using um uh to get here. I mean cuz the last few years have been tough. There's no doubt about it. I mean it's it's been uh um a, a tough journey and and a lot of hard work and um, sleepless nights and the whole thing to to get to that point and when that final out was was recorded, I mean it was a really good feeling. The grind's a good word, especially when you're a former
2: minor league player, minor league coach, minor league manager. I mean that is just people don't always see what guys go through in the minor leagues. And in all walks of life, there's always paying your dues, right? But that, that's just a great word, the grind. And I used to tell people all the time that you know you you go to spring training, you don't get paid. You start the season, you might be making anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand bucks a month to start out, and that's only till September. <laughs> you know, then you got to figure out how your family's going to live, and then you know you add a wife. You know, you're married, you got kids. I mean, it is just then you're not guaranteed anything. You know, and, and they give they won't give you a glove. Right, They don't give you shoes. Then you get the big leagues. You're making money. They want to give you everything. Why right. do you, I don't need it I, now. I, I, <laughs> I know. That, that,
0: that's always been, to me, it, it's um, – first when we were starting out is the later I managed or whenever because the agents kind of grab the kids and then they all do get the gloves and the shoes. But kind of starting off, I mean, you know, we I remember we'd buy our shoes from the trainers in spring training. They'd have – I guess probably guys had given them shoes or they got it somewhere and you'd go in. And I remember Sam A. U was there and mm, Sam, Sam, I need some shoes, you know, and he'd have a pair of cleats there and you'd buy them from him. And, and um, yeah, it was just the, it, yeah, the, I remember managing in the minor leagues and guys, you know, they're getting their electricity cut off because they paid $350 for a pair of tennis shoes or something like that. And, you know, just that whole thing learning how to take care of yourself and, where your money goes and and that yeah oh man you know i
2: in <laughs> coaching can't be you know there's always that dream of a player you know you think you're just you're you're the next step away your next step but i, I haven't ex- personally experienced that as a coach or as a manager how is it different as you being a minor league player looking at i want to make it to the big leagues as a player versus as a coach or manager do you feel like that you're 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 on a steady path or is it is it kind of a different experience? Well,
0: no, I think everybody when I started out and um with the Braves, I mean the, the best thing about this organization was we'd go to spring training and every year, year in and year out, it'd be the same group of guys. I mean everybody kinda had that that light at the end of the tunnel as the major leagues as a as a possibility and, and um but everybody was working for the cause. I mean we were all you know, sometimes you'd be here, Hank could move you with a group of players and then you go up and some guys that have to go back and and um it was just kind of understood that we were all doing this for the organization with that mind everybody still wanted to get to the major leagues i mean that was our goal we weren't players anymore as minor league managers looked at ourselves as potential major league managers i think we more thought of ourselves as potential major league coaches um big part a lot of that it was the stability up here and you know we didn't go through a whole lot of managers I mean there was just a a select you know when Bobby came then it was just right forget it (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's got locked up it's going to be a coach you know (laughs) (laughs) you're not getting in that door Um, um, but you know it was still I think that that was the thing that that kept us all going Um, we still all loved the job I mean it was fun doing it I mean we loved being with the players we loved the life um kind of what we did I mean and how we were wired and um they were asking me yesterday about you know I did I I pulled tarp I dried the field I mowed the grass um and it's like when you look back on that you know and now signing a contract I'm thinking you know what I love every second of all that and that, that wasn't that wasn't bad to me when I was doing all that it was just part of the job and, and, you know, helping to get a field ready or being there at the ballpark and, and doing all that stuff. I mean, I've done the laundry of everything. I, the only thing I haven't done to drive the bus because I'm afraid I'd, <laughs> I'd fall asleep. Um, but all that stuff wasn't like I was mad or not liking doing it. We loved every second of it our time in the minor leagues. I mean, it's it's tough. It's a grind. You miss your family. Um, you know, the making the ends meet financially because um, we're not obviously, you're not doing that to get rich. For that's that's for sure. It's for the, you know, you talk about the love of the game and what you do, and that's why we all did it. Well, you mentioned your family and the the support they
1: they gave you throughout your career. I mean, how important is that support from your wife, your kids, and now your grandkids to have to have gotten you to where you're at today and this this extension and everything that's come along with it?
0: it? It's all about them. I mean, it's it's if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys right now. I mean, um, you know, I think Ronnie knew what she was getting into. When we got married, Um, I don't know that she really knew what we were getting into when we had kids and I'd take off and leave her as a single parent. She had a job and and things like that. But, um, you know, their support, the strength, the the fact that she would drag the kids all over the southeast after me, take them out of school, um, load the van up, the U-Haul, the whole thing and and pretty much uh, move our family for two or three months in the summer and then take the kids back and start school, and then I'd show up for a couple of days and go to instructional league and back, and the next thing you know, you be turn around, you take a nap, and you wake up, and you're in spring training, you know, starting it all over again. I mean, there was a period there 16 years in a row. I'd leave home in February and come back in the end of September and, you know, I had kids. I said I saw my son play three innings of, of high school baseball. His whole career. Um, That's why I used to like the falls, because I didn't miss anything. Somebody's like, you ain't going to do this or that? And it's like, nope, I'm going to every practice, every game, everything my daughter did, everything he did, because you miss so much in the spring and the summer, and you want to be a part of it.
2: Well, your wife's a rock star. I mean, people may not, I don't know if everybody knows it, but she's a cancer survivor and just got an incredible story of herself,
0: strong woman. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, she's a special lady. No, she is. I mean, she's a great mother, a great friend, um, loving wife, the whole thing. I mean, and she's uh, the ultimate caregiver. I mean, she takes care of everybody. You know, my family, her family, my mom, our grandkids, our kids, Um, and and she's unbelievable. And like you say, she um, had a really tough bout with um, with breast cancer at one point during this whole thing. I mean, and we were in Danville, Virginia, when – that was discovered with our young kids and so she you know we kind of pulled up stakes and I ended the season and went home and, and battled that and um, that was something else I mean going through that and and um, and and doing you know so it just all that it's just uh, you know we look back and where we're at right now and everything we went through and those things and multitudes of other uh, things that we went through as a family and a group and like it's just getting back to it it's it's. Now my grandkids are here, and they just absolutely love this place. I mean, this is like a huge playground for them. Um, they love coming to SunTrust Park. They love Blooper. They love the, <laughs> the drum line. I mean, it, they have an absolute ball out here. So it's, it's always been a family affair with us. My daughter used to sing Take Me Out to the ball game in the seventh inning stretch when she was six years old. And we'd, they'd put her on a chair, and they'd make and They'd take her in the press box, and it'd be root, root, root for my daddy's team and the place would go crazy I mean she'd get that microphone in front of all those people and and bailed it out my son's like he I raised him in a dugout and a a bus and on a field and he'd work I'd go home at night after a game and the clubhouse guy'd bring him back two hours later because he'd stay and hang uniforms and shine shoes and vacuum the clubhouse and he umpire. you know he, t- he took care of the umpire my wife would have to make brownies on the last day of the series <laughs> so he could take the in for That's the awesome. umpire so he could get a bigger tip yeah, and, there you go and
2: um, now he's falling in your footsteps right? yeah
0: i say he doesn't know any better i mean yeah he's <laughs> um like i say raised him on a on a field he played college played pro ball and now he's the gonna be the triple a hitting coach for the the wow. astros That's in great. round rock and um He's he's a good baseball guy. I mean, he's he's grown up in it. He's um, I think he's a he's a good blend with the old school and the new analytical things that they got going on, and he gets them both. and And um, he's a good baseball guy. Yeah, I was
1: see, I was gonna ask, was there ever a time in those lean years in the minors where you thought, man, I don't know if I if I want to do this anymore maybe i should try something else but it doesn't sound like that was ever even a, a question for you no
0: i mean there was one time i remember the kids were giving ronnie a bad time and i told him i was like look i was like if you keep acting like that i'm gonna have to come home and if i come home and i'm not doing what i want to do <laughs> you're uh, you, i'm gonna be a bear so you better shape up because if <laughs> i good. if i have to quit my job to come home and take care of you guys like that you know for that reason and they're you know th- it's not going to be fun for you all so um, but no i never really wanted to could see myself doing anything else once I got into it. Um, like I say, I'm fortunate that my family allowed us to do it, and and um, uh, it, so it, it's been a it's been an unbelievable run for all these years. And you look back, and it was tough. It was a grind. It was you know rough on our family. But then I have nothing but good memories in the minor leagues. Nothing but good memories. Well, um, you you pointed out that
2: Troy is a a good blend between kind of what we see as the modern game and then growing up in the era that you you were playing coaching and that kind of what we now call old school how have you seen um how have you seen today's modern player how do you how do you compare him to let's say 25 years ago and is there really that much difference because we're hearing a lot that they're telling us there is a lot of difference but you're on you've you've been a player, you've been a coach, you've been a manager, now you're managing one of the uh biggest up and coming teams in baseball and you've had to deal with with the moder- what I'm calling the modern player, do you really see that big of a difference?
0: They're 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 more I think these kids coming up right now are a lot more confident than they used to be. I mean, we used to talk about when I was in triple A, it's it's is he ready yet? Well, I don't know. He's done everything that he can do here. But, you know, as we talked, and especially probably in your day, when you put that third deck on there, you're not really sure what they're, what they're going to do or how they're going to react. It doesn't faze these kids. I mean, they I think they all grow up playing so much international baseball. There's so many of the, um, you know, the – under armor games and all the the perfect, game perfect and games stuff. and they're exposed to a lot a lot more. They play a lot more baseball than I know we we used to ever play. Um probably in some cases too much. Um but the, when they come up here it's it's like they're ready for it. I mean it's it's um there's still adjustments, it's still a bit you know, probably competition like they couldn't imagine, but the whole you know the whole aura of being a major leaguer and you're out there on this big diamond and all the cameras and everything it doesn't phase them quite as much as it did before um because i think they are they're they're subjected to all that um the hype and and the high profile games and things like that as they're growing up so um you know it's still coming when you get here at this level this league there's still going to be adjustments to make nobody comes in here as a finished product i mean there's they're they're gonna, they're gonna get their rear handed to them at some point in time. It's just inevitable. And how they handle it, and how they adjust and adapt, and and do all that is going to determine whether or not they're a successful major leaguer. Um, but the, the kids that come up, uh, they have a lot of confidence in themselves, and a lot of they trust their skills. And and um, so I think it is a, uh, different that way. We're bringing them up, and they're they're. They're rushed through the minor leagues now. I, I don't like that part of it. I mean, we used to leave them in the minor leagues more, where they learn to play the game. They don't learn to play the game because, they're we rush them through so fast. They get up here and they have never settled into a league for an extended period of time where they're confident in their abilities that they can perform at that level, whatever that level is, and they le- they learn to play the game. So consequently, they get up here, and we still the teaching is just beginning here, as opposed to guys, you know, back in earlier. Um, When I first um, was around as a major league coach, those guys came up and they were a more polished player. These guys are still developing when we get them up here. And it's an industry league full of of that. It's just not us. It's just not, you know, it's a a whole league full of players that probably are getting up here. And talent-wise, they can play. Skills play up here. Um, But as far as just learning and knowing the game, they learn it here on the job. Well,
1: in, in talking about your your approach to managing, I think we can look back at the 2018 season and there's so many pivotal moments, crucial moments that, that we look back on that led to the success of the team. But I, I know one that res- really resonated with the fan base the night Acuna gets hit by uh, Urania from the Marlins, your reaction to that. And then I think specifically your quote afterward, you know, he's my kid, I'm going to protect him. That really resonated with a lot of folks. Is that kind of... Do you kind of approach managing like these are these are my kids and you're kind of having to be a fatherly figure, and that means the, the good side and then the tough love also?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still – it doesn't quit here. I mean, these guys, they all want to do good. They're all they're great guys. I mean, it's a, that's the one thing and i said before I wanted to stay and I want to keep doing this because I, I, really, I love those guys in that clubhouse. I mean, there's a really good group of guys. I just – I'm amazed um, every day how hard they – prepare I mean uh, how much I said they're a bunch of baseball rats they really like playing the game uh, we we had a uh, late in September I looked up at the board and it looked like a spring training workout all the extra stuff we were going to do and it was funny because we go out there and and we're doing just you know the mundane pickoff plays next thing you know the middle infielders are and in the, the those guys are out there and they're all engaging each other and talking about how we can do this and make it better and because they enjoy the game they, they enjoy playing they love to compete um and it's really fun to watch and and um and it's a really it's a good group of guys in there and i'm sure we'll go out and and add to that mix because it's you know the energy the the emotion that they have it's all infectious and and um and i do i look at them as all they're i'm responsible for these guys and and um i'm going to go to bat for them and have their back and and um because i really i i respect and think the world of each and every one of them well we talked about
2: just the the team dynamic of the the Braves never got too low and never got too high this year. And I think that's a compliment to you because that's your personality. I think um, and I'd, you know Ricky and I'd love to know you know who your mentors were from maybe a player's perspective playing perspective, but then also from a coaching perspective and because obviously your job, your role as a manager is you got to keep these guys even keel. I know the great teams that I played on, that was a characteristic of it you know we just did our job we loved our job we did it and we never got too high. thought too highly of ourselves we not never thought too lowly of ourselves and i think that was a that was a characteristic of this year's team and it, it sh- surely showed out on the, on the field
0: yeah well and, and because people would ask me like what was the dugout like then it's kind of calm I mean, some of the – because we had so many come from behind wins and so many walk-off wins here and what's a dugout like? And, you know, there's enthusiasm and emotion. um, But over the course of the summer, it was just pretty much, you know, we're just – we still got an out left. You know, they just kept kept playing the game and never giving in and kept – you know at bat after at bat or making a pitch after a pitch and and never really you know there wasn't anybody coming in and raising the roof with we got to get going or anything like that it was just kind of a a quiet confidence in in the group um and uh, you know what I I learned I mean I'd be lying if I said Bobby Cox wasn't a huge influence I mean for me to be able to sit beside him his last four years of his career and be his third base coach was you know you talk about priceless memories it's um That experience um, was something else to see, you know, because most of those times we were in a pennant race and we were trying to win the division and – and um and, and it was meaningful games in September, like we got to play again this year. And and you learn a lot sitting by a guy, and he nothing ever phased him. I mean, it was just I'd sit there and overreact. I mean, I know as a coach, and he'd ask me what was wrong. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, nothing, you know. <laughs> but um, but he was always, you know, he was always prepared to move on, and he was always a step ahead of everything that that happened, and never never a high or a low. And and um, but it was just kind of kept things real and in, in, in time and um and I saw how big that was I mean how it is the players look at you I mean it's amazing that I know when th- I, I reacted one time I know last year somebody something happened and somebody hit a homer and I reacted and I looked or I kind of looked around and there was a couple of players looking at me like what the heck was that <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like wow because they are they're they're looking to see how you respond to things and, and you got to be really careful of that And you got to kind of just stay in the moment a little bit and and keep things, you know, and and I, I've learned to do that too, you know. I'm sitting there as things are unraveling or whatever, kind of looking ahead. It's like, all right, if this does happen, where are we going to do here? Where are we going to go, you know? So I didn't overreact when it did, and and um, but I think that was I, I and I've said too. I've been blessed to being raised by Hall of Famers. I mean, in my my career, I've had some unbelievable mentors. Some, you know, um, i I I just heard I didn't know Bill Lucas well. Um, cuz i you know he had passed um uh, right after i signed but i just i'd hear people talk about him and and what you know what a great man he was and that's unbelievable influence on this organization dating back there guys like paul Snyder. hank was a huge huge influence in my career about and, uh, Willie Stargill? Willie was uh, Willie was awesome when he was here was, was I mean I was a, a minor league hitting coach when when Willie was our uh, minor league um, hitting coordinator and he was it was a he was a really and he lived here in Atlanta so we'd play golf in the off season and and um, hang out and he was a really cool guy to know and to talk to and get his take on things and you know just such a respected player anyway but then to get close to him like that was that was special also guys like Paul Snyder that was here, you know, our scouting director for all those years, Bobby Dews, Jim Beachum, um, just guys that taught me unbelievable how to handle yourself, how to carry yourself, how to be a professional. Um, uh, you know, Bobby. I mean, it's just, it's it just kind of, it's a really, you know, John Sherholtz when he was a GM here, I was in, in the minor leagues, and um, but it's just, it goes on and on. And it's just some really quality, credible. Good people. I mean, just really good individuals that um, I, I was blessed to have been a part of and to be around um, in my career. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's interesting. From you talk about, you know, Alex and your players have praised you for for not ever getting too high or too low. From, speaking from a, a fan's perspective, I think it's so easy for emotions to get the best of us. In that the team, your team wins five in a row, and it's like. We're never losing again. We're winning this World Series, winning the next one. And on the flip side, you lose a few in a row, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh man, the sky is falling. Everybody's everything. And it terrible. doesn't take long for that to happen. Oh, and yeah. it happens yeah. so that happens quickly. a
0: lot quicker than that five game winning streak. It does, Oh yeah, it happens <laughs> way quicker. So yeah. it just
1: sounds like it to be able to kind of maintain that even keeled, uh, level head about you is both a, an acquired skill you learn through the years, but also something you just have to be. Conscious of it at all times. Well, I
0: mean, it's like any bad any bad stretch, and I tell teams this every year. You're going to go through them, and then you're going to probably go through more than one. (laughs) Um, But you have to handle them. I said if you if you handle the rough on the back end of it, there's always something good. But if you start placing blame and you don't take accountability for what's going on when you're going bad, then then it's hard to get to that. But if you if you just handle it and you just take it a day at a time. And, and and handle the adversity and the bad times. There's always good when you do that on the back end of it. And it's just a matter of when. But it's going to happen. Yeah, I think back on right before we went to Arizona
2: and how we just lost some tough, tough games and we were in that one of those stretches. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it could have gone either way, right? You no, could have gone. Now you went on a big road trip. Yep. And then all of a sudden we win some close, close games in Arizona. The thing flipped and then all of a sudden we just we hit the you know, accelerator.
0: Yeah, no, it was I mean, we got our guts tore out and that Wednesday afternoon and then we go into Arizona with knowing we were you know, the team too that they're trying to do the same thing we were at the point. They were playing exactly. good baseball and, and then we go ten innings I think in that game to win it. I mean we give up a lead in the ninth inning and then have to take some extra innings to win that one. And then we have a six and one road trip on the west coast which is unheard of. Um, but it could have went sideways right there too. I mean, it was right there for, you know, it it was, it could have went bad real quick right there. And, and, um, but to these guys credit, man, they just, um, they're, they're a resilient group and, and going into it, you know, you didn't know, you know, again, we just had to play the next day. And then we, I remember Goldschmidt hit that Homer in the ninth inning and it's like, oh man, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And we come back, score, run, get it. And it's like, okay. And then, kind of you know ended up being a pretty good road trip but it's just it's one of those things that, and i know some people get on me about that day at a time thing but it is you know, the, the most important game you play is that one you're playing today it's the only one that matters and it's the biggest game you're ever going to play well in 40 plus
1: years with the organization you've worked with a wide range of, of general managers you're now roughly almost a year into or at least a full season into working with Alex. What do you th- and you two have a division title together now? So what do you think has been the biggest key so far in making you guys' relationship
0: successful? I, I just think his honesty, how out um, out in front he is. I mean, there's no pretense about him. Um it, It's and it started in spring training, and and I I went into spring training and and you don't know. I mean, you know, I, I met Alex. I talked to him. Really liked. I mean, I talked to people that. I mean, I've never heard anything. I, I, I was I was telling Mac, it's like everywhere I go, everybody where Alex has been all those people wish he was still there and that's <laughs> right. always a good thing <laughs> and good and sign. that says volumes about the man and um but um it, it's it's been a great relationship I think I mean I just I, I enjoy I've learned a lot from him um just the honesty um, when you're talking to players in tough situations and there are many over starting in spring training there's some tough conversations you know when you're honest with somebody it's hard for them to you know you look him in the eye and you tell him the truth and what's really going on It's hard to say anything that's all we that's all we all want and Alex is unbelievable in doing that i mean it's really good um he gets it he he's he understands that this is a tough business um and and it's really I, I love his vision i mean the guy's on fire all the time i mean he just i mean all the whole time we were starting the spring training all he was about was making this team better what can we do to make this club better how can we do it how can we best get out of the players you know to to make our club better that's all he wanted to do was make this team good and um you know it's been it's been a learning experience for me i've learned a lot i mean from you know the analytical um uh, element that that he and his team brought um to our club and it's helped and um, and it's just been a lot of really good positive vibe that's, that's been going on here. And, and, um, it's been a real, uh, it, it's been fun being a part of it. We've, we, uh,
2: had Alex here on behind the Braves a couple weeks ago and his story is pretty amazing how he started and kind of working his way into baseball, not getting paid, just passionate about the game. And obviously with your background of, uh, working throughout the minor leagues and, and um you know paying your dues going through the grind i mean i'm not surprised that you guys really connect and because you, you're both kind of that those type of people yeah. that that just work hard and and um don't expect anything but just said i'm gonna i'm gonna work hard and i'm gonna see what happens and and he definitely strikes me as that guy kind of guy too as well one of the things i wanted to just ask you about and and by the way you may not recognize this or realize this but uh there's not many people that played in kinston and in durham <laughs> but you did and i did yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> if you can handle if yeah. you can handle those two places um in your minor leagues but no it's was, it was a good time but uh one thing i noticed with you and just cu- talking with you over the years but also just being around you here recently that you do have a lot of organizational pride you you, you You've been with the organization for a long time as a player as a coach manager, now in the big leagues that does mean a lot to you and I know that um it means a lot to me too as well working as being as a minor leaguer a big leaguer and now working in the front office. I want to see this organization succeed and i've just I've always gotten that about you that you truly care about the people around you, just as you've talked about earlier, but also about seeing this organization get back to where we know it can be.
0: Yeah, and and it does. It it's I've given a lot to this organization and um, I always say it's like I'm a Brave. I mean, I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to be anywhere else. I mean, I've these people have raised me. They've been so good to my family. This is this is my family. The Atlanta Braves and and um we've seen um what this what it's all about we've ex- all experienced um the, the the good runs and and what this is capable of and and how to get there i think that's the biggest thing since you you've we we did that run and um everybody knew how we did it it's about the people and this organization has always been about the people it's it's um you know there there's always been a family first it's about you your your family it's there's just always and, and that's what makes your organization I mean, and and you know, the players are a very important part of what we do here and how we develop them. And and, um, but you know, they have a tendency to come and go. And there's a core group of people that are always going to be here. And the, and that's the 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 guts of your organization, I think. And and um, you know, Cito Gaston and I were got to be really good friends when I was um, we were coaching in the minor leagues together. And he he made a comment one time. He goes, "You know what? Once a brave, always a brave." And and it's something that guys that play here. It, it's a big deal to them, and I, you know, a lot of the former players that we've traded away that have had really good, um, really good major league careers, but they, they all have a little spot in their heart for the Atlanta Braves because it is something special here, and I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of what we've accomplished. Um, I'm going to do everything I can, and because like I say the work's not done, da- it's just starting. I mean, this, the work to get this thing together is just starting. This was just a, you know, just a. Uh, opening layer of, of what we got to do i mean there's a lot of hard work left um you know with a lot of our young players i mean it, that's just a lot of it is just starting and um it, it so it's it's but that's the fun part that working towards that goal and that's why you feel so good when that last out's made and you've won a division why you feel so good because all the the hard work the dedication the discipline that everybody's put into making this thing work and and, um, you know we're not gonna stop. I mean, it's just gonna continue to go, and we're gonna continue to to grind and to work and and to do everything we can to to hoist another trophy.
1: Well, we're a little a little bit more than a week away from the the twenty eighteen season having ended. When you look back on it? I know that's that's still kind of fresh, but was there anything
0: in particular you're most proud of with what this group accomplished this i year? I just think the total body of work i mean um where where we came from, and you know, and I look back, and I didn't even realize a lot of this. People picked us 26 out of 30, and and uh, have the turnaround that we did, and and uh, what we accomplished this year, and and the whole you know the whole body of work I think is is um, I'm very proud of. I'm I'm, I'm uh, very proud of the organization because I I told. All the guys in the minor leagues, we won the division. I was like, this wasn't one group. I mean, this took a whole organization to pull this off from the top to the bottom. I mean, it wasn't just us guys here. There was a lot of a lot of people that, that um, should be very proud of what we accomplished this year because it did. It took a whole organization to accomplish what we did from front office scouting, player development, Um Everybody, I mean, the analytics, it, it, was, it was a total organizational effort to get us where we were, and, and, and it will continue to be that to get us to the next level. And and um, so it's just I'm very proud of the whole body of work that, that everybody did in the organization to get us to, to where we are right now. Well, it's pretty exciting to think about what the
2: future holds for our team because, like you said, we have so many young players that have come up and contributed this year. But yet, as you said earlier in the podcast, that, you know, the guys are coming up, they don't have a whole lot of experience. They're learning on the job, which is something different. So if they're learning on the job and they did that well this year, we should be really excited about what's going to be happening in the next couple of years. No,
0: I, there's no doubt. I mean, and then there's some more. There's, you know, they're going to – Brian Bridges, his staff, there do a great job of, of supplying the pipeline. I mean, those guys work their tail off. I mean, it is I, – I have such respect for – um, all our scouts out there and the the miles they put in and, and the the tireless um, energy that they you know go after these players and how how dedicated they are to getting that player the, those players that that we can get in this system and, and help us win and then those minor league guys you know they were down there in the instructional league and they're you know riding the buses and going through all that and and it's a great group of guys down there they're learning from the best i mean it's a wonderful group of um of of instructors and managers and coaches and all that we have in the minor leagues and and um it's something to be very excited about because it's going to continue to get better and and um you know while they're they're ready to get here i mean I don't, sometimes i don't know that these guys really have any, any idea what they're getting into when they come <laughs> up here they're confident and they're all that but they just i don't know until they get here um but I, I'm real confident, like in, in our staff here, the coaches that I have, and and everybody that that you know they're they're going to learn the right way, and they're going to learn how to play the game the right way, and and um, so they can use all the skill set that they have and and talents they have to a productive end.
1: All right, well, we want to be respectful of your time, but I, I have to ask this question. This is a little off topic, but I, I just have to because I heard this in, during one of the the postseason broadcasts. It was mentioned that a glove of yours was used by Crash Davis in the classic movie Bull Durham. Now, A is that true? And B, if so, well, I tell you what, what I did. Happen? I okay.
0: gave Ron Shelton a glove to for Kevin Costner to you. Whether or not I don't, I, you know, I'd have to watch the movie for sure. But because he sent a guy when I was managing the Durham Bulls the year that, that that movie was made, and a lot of our the players that played for me that year um, were in the movie. Yeah,
2: nineteen eighty six. Yeah, and
0: and. Um, so, and I Ron Shelton had came and kind of was walking around with Miles Wolf who owned the club then, and he sent a guy with us on a couple of road trips, and I gave him a glove for for Crash Davis to use. So uh, Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember
2: the bus driver's name because he was in the movie? Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam was the bus driver, yeah.
0: It was our bus driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I heard. That was our bus. That was, that was the good. bus. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, I still love, and, you know, it's funny because Ron Shelton um, got together a a Broadway play and, and uh, Bull Durham and one of the years was I don't know three or four years ago when I was in Gwinnett he all of a sudden he was out there with all the actors on our field in Gwinnett and I got to re- reunite with him and get acquainted with oh him again gosh. and I worked with the Crash Davis character to teach this um, Broadway actor how to um, will something I can't think of his name now really great guy oh. um, and then Marty Reed worked with uh, the Nuke Lelouch character and then we went to the opening of the play down at i think it was the alliance theater wow, and, and it cool. was really cool because afterwards i was like dude you pulled it off you know <laughs> it great. And, and um and they gave uh actually they gave ron shelton a, a collage of his baseball cards Oh um, nice! As a gift, as a cast gift yeah, after the great. after the opening, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's
2: been great uh, hanging with you here in the alumni lounge and talking about your career and the season and team. And we're definitely we will check back in with you. Ricky and I are going to be at the winter meetings, and okay, hopefully good. there'll be some great announcements uh, going on there. And and then uh, just throughout the season, we'll be we'll be doing our show, but we'll be uh, uh, keeping up with you guys. Yeah. And good. But we re- really appreciate you being yeah, here. My and, pleasure. And congratulations on
1: Thank the, you. the extension. Well deserved. And Thank we're you. all really, really excited. Well, about I appreciate
0: it. it. It's good to be here. Thank right. you. Thanks, Snit.
1: Thanks again very much to Braves manager Brian Snitker. Uh, he's he came in here today and uh, was very generous with his time. Um, we very much appreciate that. So, so thank you again to him, and we're certainly looking forward to what he and the front office uh, are going to be up to in the offseason and heading into spring training next year. So, uh, we've, we've said it every week so far, and it bears repeating. The feedback that you guys out there have given us for Behind the Braves has been awesome. I mean, you've been giving us great ratings, positive reviews. And we are very, very pleased with that, and we're very thankful for it. And if you if you haven't already done so, please subscribe, it, give us a five star rating, a positive review. Uh, if you hate us, don't leave any review. That that'd be fine with both of us. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: And share it with your other other friends. Yeah share, you, yeah, share it fans. Yeah,
1: share with your friends. I mean, and, and there's you know we've already this is our fourth episode, and our first four we've got Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Alex Anthopoulos. And now Brian Snitker. That's a that's pretty strong out of the gate, and we've already got a few more recorded uh, that we're very excited about to share with you in the coming weeks. So, next week we're going to have Braves Hall of Famer Dale Murphy. We went over and had a had a lunch with him at Murph's and recorded with him, and that's that's that was a really fun conversation that I think you're all going to enjoy. Um, and uh, speaking of other fun things coming up, Fantasy Camp. Fantasy Camp is rapidly approaching, my friend. We're already halfway through October, and I'm like, it's going to be here pretty soon.
2: Yeah, Fantasy Camp, it gets here really quick. There's a lot of work we have to do to prepare for that week in January, January 15th through the 20th. You can go to braves.com forward slash fantasy camp. Love to have you join me and the other alumni down at camp in Orlando. This will be our last year in Orlando before we move to Northport. But it is flat out um, just a top-notch experience. So uh, love to – Love to see how we can get you down there. If you have any questions, you can email me, uh, greg.mcmichael at braves.com, or go on our website, and
1: um, you can check it out. Awesome. Well, we, uh, we look forward to Fantasy Camp, and uh, stay tuned for next week. Hear from Dale Murphy on Behind the Braves, and we'll see you then.